Hello, Kristen here with a new thing. Okay, so the bad news. We can't all move to Canada if Trump wins. The good news is that we can face whatever is coming together. And the antidote is for facing it together. It's for monthly gathering where we practice building resilience in the body long before November 5th. So you're going to practice returning to your body, your breath, and your being when the stakes are really low, when we're just in a Zoom room together, so that you build those muscles and they're easier to access when you really need them. And in case of a Trump win, you will really need them. And in case of a non-Trump win, you'll have them forever and it will be great regardless. <laughs> you can find all the details at jointheantidote.com, J-O-I-N-T-H-E-A-N-T-I-D-O-T-E.com. Promo code TRUST takes $33 off before March 12th because trust. Again, that's jointheantidote.com. Enjoy the episode and I'll see you on the other side. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said, which is the long journey to the body part two. And uh, this one gets way more intimate, but it's part two. So if you haven't yet listened to the first one, go and listen to that. It's the episode right before this one. And then come back and listen to this one because otherwise you'll be like, whoa, this is too much. And I've done like the 101 and this is like the 201. So go back, go go back, seriously. <laughs> okay, so you're here. Um, first, I'm playing with um, recording the podcast in different parts of my house to see how that affects the energy of it. Uh, right now, I'm in, I'm actually in mess. Like, I've just made a giant mess with painting, and um, I don't have any pants on because I cannot wear pants when I'm painting, or I ruin my pants. And that has happened far too many times, I'm sad to say, and uh, I'm tired of it. I'm, I can't afford to lose that many pants. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's where we are. That's the honest truth. Okay, so... Uh, finding your way into the body part two is when you're like, oh God, these things that my body, it's always communicating with me and feelings have to go somewhere. And what does this mean? And I don't know that I've ever encountered these things before. Awesome. Then we're at the beginning place of learning new things. And that is always fun. So I have a couple of basic principles and then I'm going to talk about like super uncomfortable for me stuff. So hang in. Because as Mike Rabiglia says, if you're not telling secrets, who cares? That's where we are today. So first and most importantly, with the body, notice when you open. Now typically open uh, will feel like your shoulders will go back instead of forward. Because when you hunch your shoulders, you're, in, you're trying to protect your heart. There is no hunching your shoulders forward in a curve U shape that is like, yeah, I feel great. I feel great. I feel like... Hunching is always a protection of the heart. And so anytime that your shoulders roll back, you can probably hear it in my voice as I do it, that as your shoulders roll back, your heart's naturally going to lift. And I'm not talking about posture. I don't actually care about your posture. I care about your heart being, in general, more open and more exposed. And your throat is also going to be more exposed when you stand straight up. And so when your throat and your heart are exposed, you're much more vulnerable than if you lean forward. So notice when your body opens, because it typically means that it feels safe, Notice the places, um, the people that help you to do that. Hopefully I'm one of those people if you're listening to this, but there are others. So just notice 
And then notice especially the people that you think should make you feel a certain way but don't. It is so important to listen to your body when someone is saying something and it doesn't feel right, even if they're saying the right words or even if like you think that you should be following them because X, Y, or Z logic. Pay really, really close attention. And I tell you this from like years of ignoring that and being like, oh, that did not turn out and that did not turn out and that did not turn out. And anything in a person that causes you to feel like you need to protect yourself is not good. And it's easier if you learn to respect that before you figure out why you need to be respecting that in the first place, if that makes sense. So you don't have to go all the way down the rabbit hole to find out whether or not that feeling in your body is right or wrong. You can just assume that closing equals be cautious, if not abandon altogether. And opening, opening your heart rises, opening you feel as if life is possible, opening you'll typically feel a tiny little injection of hope or like I should keep listening, even if it's uncomfortable. Opening doesn't mean that there's no discomfort, because often new ideas are incredibly uncomfortable. Opening simply means I trust where this is going, and I trust where this energy is taking me. So notice that. And then notice it with places, too. So at the ocean, I naturally just let all the guards down that I have to carry because I'm on land. And uh, at the ocean, there's just this sense of the world is so wide and so vast, and I am so small. And I don't need to hold my worries so closely right now because compared to the scope of the ocean, they're literally nothing. So I open at the ocean. Other people open in mountains or lakes or rivers. Um, Other people open deep in the forest. I actually feel unsafe deep in the forest. So just notice because that's a, a noticing means that I'm I'm trying to get to a place where there is no judgment. I mean, I'm naturally going to talk about the ocean with much more enthusiasm than forests, but there is no good or bad here. It's simply noticing places where you open and then in life trying to get to more of those places. And then noticing the movements or actions that help you to open. So there is no universal movement that helps everyone to open. Some people can't stand yoga and lose their minds when they do it. And for some people, especially those people that have lots of energy to burn, it needs to be a movement that opens them like running because it's going to burn a lot of juice really quickly. I don't have that much juice, so running just runs me into the ground. So your natural energy level is going to determine which movements open you and which actions open you. Meditation might open you and it might make you be like, oh God, make it stop. You can find a different way. You do not have to meditate. I understand that there are articles on the internet about how fucking great for you it is. But the truth is, you can find a different way in. Because all you're trying to do is access your bodily wisdom and your intuition. And any way that you find to do that, even if other people deem it weird or odd or strange, as long as you're not hurting anybody, fucking do it that way. Awesome. And then the other job, and again, without judgment, is to notice when you close There are inevitably people that you find to be, as Rob Bell would say, human sandpaper. Like, they just annoy the Okay? You don't have to open for those people. You can be polite and civil, and you can deal with them, but you don't have to fully open for them. Because if body doesn't want to open, try not to make it open. So notice the people. And those might be, like, people online, people in the media, people in politics or government, people in your family. Those might be clients Try not to accept those clients before they are allowed to do that. 
Um, notice the closing. Notice the parts of you that shut down. In the body, typically a closing will feel like a tightening. So anywhere, especially like what, okay, so I'm going to give you a very solid example. When I think about Donald Trump, first off, a shudder runs down my spine and not like thrill of anticipation shudder, but just like, oh, like so gross. Like my body physically wants to shake that feeling off. My throat constricts, my belly gets really tight and not in a like, I'm really working on my abs kind of way, but in a like, like there are knots in my solar plexus and there are knots in my crotchals and they are not good and they're very tight and you can hear in my throat it gets tighter across my neck and across my shoulders gets really really taut and not again not in a good way just in a like there's so much tension in my body so notice where there's tension because that's a form of closing Notice when your shoulders move forward. Notice when your shoulders move up. So it looks like your ears got hungry and your shoulders are currently being eaten by your ears. That is also a good indicator that not, nothing good is happening when that happens. It's like you should have a hood because it's so cold outside and the wind is hitting your neck, but you don't. So you just do the hunchy thing. The hunchy thing is never a good sign. I'm doing it right now. It is never like, oh, this is so good. I feel so safe here. With the... No, <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. So... When your shoulders move down, when your neck elongates, body is feeling safer. Anytime that there's scrunching and tightening is closing. So just notice the scrunching and the closing, if that makes sense. And then notice the body moving toward things and away from things. So in a totally neutral environment, let's say um, you're in a museum and there's a room with 30 paintings. If you just let body kind of lead you, you might just find yourself wandering over to a painting and just standing at it and staring at it and leaning toward it and wanting to get as close as you possibly can. That is not a judgment of all the other paintings in the room. I don't know what else is in the room. It's just that you've had experiences where body leads you to a place or to a thing, to an object, and it's not a big deal. It's just that because it wasn't a big deal, you let body take over. Body's capable of doing that in everyday life. Like in the grocery store when you need a new product or a different product or you forget something. When you are driving and you don't know whether to make a right or a left. Body is capable of taking the lead. But it's those little ways, just walk into the gallery and let body lead, that you have to begin to understand the dance that you do with your body and the way that it communicates with you. Because it has a language and its language of communication is nonverbal. So as much as I try to articulate it, I can only give you examples and point to, okay, what happened in the, in the gallery? Probably your brain was turned off a little bit and you weren't so worried about like, my God, what is the most important painting in here? If I do not see it, I will die. Okay, so there's no pressure, first off. It's not a big deal. There's no risk either way. Whether you see that painting first or 20th in the room doesn't actually matter. Where, in what other places can you let body lead in that way? Because that's when things get interesting. So just noticing. Notice the opening. Notice the closing. Notice body moving toward things. If you've ever been in a store and just pick something up and then look down and been, oh, oh, I picked that up. <laughs> Body's trying to communicate with you. I promise it's happening all the time. You can also ask body, if you hold something in your hands, I'm sure I've said this before, if you hold something in your hands and say, my, and say, I want this or body needs this, if you lean forward, it's a yes. If you lean back, it's a no. 
especially with things like supplements and nutrition, super simple way to figure it out without it being a really big deal and without endless Google searches for whatever it is that you're holding in your hands. The body also, aside from movement, which is where kind of everyone says body, body also enjoys mess. Oddly enough, um, I can tell you, I can only tell you from my experience, this is the only place I'm living currently and plan to. So painting is messy and I love it, not because of the end result. I often just post process photos and not the end result, but because I'm listening to bodily impulses, not the mind when I create it. So often the final painting is not all that interesting beyond the process it took to create it because painting is for me honing the skills it took to to make it to place marks here and not here to pick up those colors and ignore that color and apply them in that order and see what happens so often it's just a listening it's a fine tuning of my ability to listen to body and to my own intuition since it doesn't provide my income um and is only a means of generating dollars for charity, and that's at kristenkelp.com slash impact. You can see that. There's no pressure here. And that's helpful because body doesn't really enjoy the pressure. Like, this has to be done! That immediately causes a tightening, and tightening and body do not get along because tightening is the opposite of opening, right? So any place that you make a mess, that you move, that you feel freer, that you open, that you feel lighter, move toward those doesn't have to be a 30-day program or a five-day challenge. doesn't have to appear on the internets. Just you're capable of doing this. You're capable of moving forward in an interesting direction. Finding a way of listening to your intuition through and in accordance with body, however you choose to do it, is ultimately probably going to involve some sort of flow. So when I do yoga, um, when I do my, uh, my breath work, when I paint, I'm in a state of flow, meaning, you know this, that you're outside of time, that somehow 20 minutes can pass and it seems like a minute or a minute passes and it seems like years, but in a good way, when time gets wibbly, you're in flow. You can't necessarily dictate, okay, that was for sure 3.5 minutes past and I'm right. When you access flow, you're, you're tapping into both your intuition and your body and you're overriding the mind, which is just sort of always the timekeeper. Body work can help you listen because it's okay to have helper people. So notice whether you lean forward or away from things, and that includes things on the internet, and then honor that. So acupuncture might help you listen more clearly because there are age-old methods that help you reconnect with your body, and you can't perform acupuncture on yourself. The same thing might go with massages, with, um, with breath work, with Reiki, with all sorts of things that involve physical touch in some way, even if it's really light. And so you're also, when you're doing that, learning to ask for help and learning to receive. Because if you can't do that concept of healing or that part of the reconnecting with body alone, you're learning to receive. And that is interesting. Because the final piece of the body thing, not necessarily final, a major piece of it, Speaking of movement and also mess and receiving, the long journey to the body is inevitably going to include sex. Let me tell you a story and stick with me because this is hard to talk about, but also I feel something that is not talked about or only talked about in like goop articles that Gwyneth Paltrow approves and it just tells you the happy conclusion without the mess and Buddy likes mess. 
I remember Googling the symptoms and thinking, yup, that must be it. Much like people can diagnose themselves with cancer or a horrible rare disease via WebMD and a few internet searches, I diagnosed myself as asexual. So there's like heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, asexual. What else could it be? Because I used to feel desire and then I didn't. And I used to feel lust and attraction and I used to flirt and I used to feel attractive and then I didn't. The simplest, most direct route to an answer, any answer, because I just wanted answers, was only a Google search away. And that was, hooray, I was asexual. Never mind that the vast majority of asexual attributes didn't apply to me, or that typically those who identify as asexual have never felt any sort of sexually charged anything, or that I didn't dive too deeply into the articles I skimmed, okay, because I just needed an answer and I had found it and I was asexual. I decided I was asexual, but... (laughs) I can't even say it with a straight face. I was asexual, but I would give sexuality one last try. Perhaps that being the clue that I was not asexual. Um, I'd been following this woman named Kim Anami, and she seemed to ooze healthy sexual vitality that I'd never seen before. So I signed up for Kim and Ami's Well Fucked Woman course, and I did all the homework. Like, I lifted my jade egg, and I did the massages, and I earned an imaginary A in that class because that's what I do. I earn A's in classes even if there are no actual grades. I left the course feeling more alive than I'd ever been, bodily speaking, and I was awake in ways that I'd never before experienced. So sure, it was about sex, but it was also about enjoying the experience of having a body far more. So I enjoyed things like bathing and showering and being naked and massaged and just taking care of my body, like lotions and potions and oils, in ways that I simply hadn't before Kim showed up and taught me her ways. Unfortunately, this re-engaging with my own sexuality didn't magically translate to wanting sex with other people, namely my husband. So about the same time, I heard a friend of a friend talking about how she had the best month of her marriage ever by having daily sex with her partner. She called it the month of Jeff and said she had never seen her husband happier. Also, in case you're trying to figure out who that is, I don't even remember if Jeff was his actual name. I made that up. Okay. But it was the month of whatever his name was. Um, And so she asked if I could just try that, like just give that a try. And I was like, oh no, that sounds terrible. Having sex every day with my husband sounds terrible. Like, do you hear the tightening? Body's like, nope, 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 nope turns out I was asexual for just one person and I happened to have pledged to be with him for the rest of my life and the rest of me was this fully functioning sexual human. This complicated things. It actually led directly to marital counseling. I continued to be an enlivened sexual being doing all of the activities as long as my partner wasn't in the bedroom. So well-fucked woman, check, highly recommend. Amazing, wonderful. I bought Kim's next class, Coming Together, get it, uh, because it was coming up and I knew I would need it eventually, but I didn't need it at the time. So, <laughs> like, it still makes me laugh. Like, what? What? Um, to say it a different way, my fear of missing out for Kim's knowledge of all things enlivened and sexual was so great that I dropped money on a course before I had left my husband because I knew eventually I would need it. And what if she took it away forever and then I never knew what was next when I met the person that I actually wanted to take the class with, right? So, um, 
So Coming Together is an eight-week-long sexual education course for couples that's held live once a year, and I am finally taking it during this round of the annual course. So um, Kim can help you into the body alone with your partner or both, and before you're like, oh, I couldn't possibly do that, or oh, I don't have the time for that, or oh, I just can't, please do two things. One, there are free videos. I'll tell you how to get to them. And two, ask your partner. Odds are that taking a sex class equals more sex in your partner's mind, and partners rarely turn down sex. So I can only assume that coming together is as amazing as the well-fucked woman, only with partner activities as well as solo ones, and with introspection and homework that involves two people instead of just one. I can't wait to dive into this and see what happens. If you would like to join me as a fellow student in the class, there is a magical link. Just go to kristenkelp.com slash Kim. You'll get a one-hour coaching call with me when the course ends, should you buy using my magical link because I'm an affiliate. Kim is the only person that I'm an affiliate for because I adore her and I adore her work and I adore what it's done in my life, even if it helped push my marriage off the cliff because that needed to happen, right? Um... When you use the magical link to purchase, you get a one-hour coaching call with me when the course ends. And we can talk business, life, marketing, sales, boundaries, Kim's genius, the body, whatever you would like. Um, typically, coaching calls with me are $649, and this is a freebie. So, And that's, yeah, $649. There isn't any other way to get a one-hour call. So at the very least, just hop over and take a look at the videos because it might possibly be something that's interesting to you. Um, and then... If you could do me the favor of watching the videos, you can watch them first by yourself, but watch them with your partner and see if the messages you find there resonate with both of you, especially um, noticing, do you lean forward or back? Does your body open or close? Is this interesting to you or does some part of your body tighten? And noticing whether the tightening is anticipation or like, eee, that's what I need to do. That's what I need to do next. Or whether it's like, nope, 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 nope. And you just shut down. So just the, just the playing with whether this is a thing for you to do is a way of going deeper into the body and determining whether, yep, it's a good idea or nope, actually no fucking way. So just play with that. Again, kristenkelp.com slash Kim, K-I-M. Head on over. I'll give you the details and uh, it will be amazing or not because it won't resonate with you. I don't know, but play with it. Play with knowing that in your body and play with knowing um, whether it makes you open or close. And my sense is that if sex makes you close, because it did for me for a long time, then you probably need it more than the people that are like, sex, I love sex. It's perfect. What? Right? And that's a, and it takes one to know one kind of a thing. May you take far more notice of the places where you open and close and build more opening into your life. May you feel deeply into the body without any threat of what you find there. May you come to learn your body's own system of what it's trying to tell you. May you learn that language with ever more clarity and with more and more and more communication between you and the body you live in. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, you can shoot me an email if you would... um, if you'd like about any part of this, k at kristenkelp.com and, uh, and we'll talk. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. 
thank you for listening. If you do not want to do this election season alone with your phone, I encourage you to check out jointheantidote.com. It's new, it's fantastic, and promo code TRUST takes $33 off until March 12th. So get on it. Again, jointheantidote.com, J-O-I-N-T-H-E-A-N-T-I-D-O-T-E.com. Join the antidote.